This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We're asking, what was the highlight of your Stage 3 reopening weekend? Hey, it's Taz and Jim. I uh, just want to say uh, the best thing about my weekend with everything opened up, uh, my girlfriend and I got engaged. Come on. Hey. Yeah, we uh, celebrated by going out for dinner and inside the restaurant. So it was uh, it was doubly special. <laughs> How did you do it? What was the what was the moment like? What was the moment like? Well, we're both from Port Stanley, so I took her to the pier uh-huh. after after uh, after our dinner. We uh, had a nice bottle of wine that we brought with us. Uh, put out some candles at the end of the pier and uh, did the deed. Did the words come out right? Because I know when I proposed, I was just like, blah, 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 and then I started crying. It was it was brutal. It did not go as planned. Yeah, the words sort of came out how I wanted them. Not exactly, but uh, she she got the message. She got the gist. <laughs> she got the gist. And yep. she said yes. She did. She did. And what's her? Actually, there was no hesitation. <laughs> what's her name? What's your name? Uh, her name is Carly. My name is Michael. Congratulations, Michael and Carly. Thank you very much. On being able to dine indoors again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you very much. That's all you need. You just need her to get the gist of what's going on. <laughs> yada, 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 will you marry me? That's, uh, I had the ring out, and I, I was at a loss for words. I started getting emotional. Did you have a speech you memorized, or were you going to just wing one? I, I had bullet points, right? <laughs> like, I had... I you had, knew where I you had were going three, with it. Yeah, I had a beginning, a middle, and an end yeah. laid out in my mind, and, yeah. and none of them came out. Like not even in the wrong order. I just couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't get anything out. And I was holding the ring there, and Uli looked at me, and she's like, uh, "Do you want to ask me something? Uh, you have a question for me?" Or... <laughs> yeah. You just wait, buddy. If you ever, if you ever decide to take that plunge, <laughs> it's one of those things in life you expect to be a lot easier than it turns out to be. If you're a golf fan watching the Open on the weekend, pretty cool to see a 24-year-old Colin Morikawa win the tournament. He's about to become the first player to win two different majors in his first attempt. That, by the way, was to tie the lowest 72-hole total in major championship history. Didn't take long for Kalamura Kawa to put his name on the Claret Jug. One for one at the Open. And we are joined by our friend Alan McLean, world-class ball striker, great golfer, and uh, and he knows his stuff. Gentlemen. How you doing? I'm doing great. Tell us about this Colin Morikawa kid. Holy cow, 24 years old, and it really seems like uh, he has arrived. He has arrived. Uh, I think he's made a. Uh, he arrived with a with a, a loud noise. Uh, this is his second major, and uh, you know I've got to take my hat off to all these stats guys that they work for the, the these television stations, and uh, they come up with some uh, really good ones. But to think that uh, this is the first time he's played in the in the Open and he won that, and I know that he won the PGA, which is another major, a couple of years back at at, at his first. Uh, go around with that too so the kid obviously has some chutzpah there what age do golfers usually peak at like if you haven't started winning tournaments by 
33, 34. Like, is there, is there an age or is it one of those sports where you can really break through at any age? I don't know. That's a tough question, Taz. I mean, what are we going to say to Phil Mickelson? He just won at 50. So. <laughs> but Phil's been winning for his entire career, right? Like, if this guy winning at 24, is that young to be winning a tournament like this, or is that pretty standard? I'd say traditionally it is young. You know, uh, traditionally people used to say you had to earn your spurs and you had to learn, uh, go through a couple of lumps and bumps, but the kids coming off the production lines today are, are, are amazing. They have access to top-class coaches. Uh, you know, they, they work with mental coaches from a young age, and most federations around the world will take identify top talent and, and, and really hone their skills. You know, they will send them to specialized training, uh, physical training, mental training, you know, learn all the golf techniques. And, and a lot of uh, pros like myself will turn to, to teaching. And, um, you know, you have years of experience there on hand that can just, help uh, nurture a kid and, and, and offer advice. I feel like the so, mental training part would be really fun. Like, um, what do you do? The guy just starts, you know, you start chucking wrenches at him as he's trying to putt on the green? or what? <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench. What, did, did, uh, Jim, did you not watch the Tiger Woods thing on the ESPN? Uh, I mean, there's uh, well-known stories there about Tiger's dad. He used to get into Tiger's brawl as Tiger was practicing or, or about to play shots. And people used to say, what are you doing? He said, I'm preparing my son for the, the for the big leagues, right? And he would so, say awful things. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I think mental coaching is more about how to handle yourself, what to do in certain situations, how to think, uh, how to distract yourself uh, a lot of the times uh, so that you can perform at your peak performance. Okay, Jim, I'm going to help with your mental training when we're out on the golf course. I'll scream every and yell day, on your backswing. Every back day has is mental training. <laughs> Here's Colin Morikawa after he won the Open. This is by far one of the best moments of my life. To be called the Open Championship winner, to be called the championship winner of the year, it gives me chills. It's giving me chills right now. So thank you, guys. And some sad news. Uh, rapper, beatboxer extraordinaire. The clown prince of hip-hop, Biz Marquis, has passed away at age 57. Now, if you're not a rap fan, I, I guarantee you've heard at least one Biz Marquis song. Mm-hmm. I called the rumor, got picked up, and then I called the and I said, yo, who is that? Oh, he's just a friend. Endearingly bad vocal performance of all time. Yeah, is is there a better so- bad, bad, poorly sung song ever to hit the charts? I don't think so. It, it gives you permission to sing along as poorly as you can as well. Yeah. But if that song was sung and it was, uh, you know, Celine Dion singing, oh, baby, you know, like perfect perfect pitch, pitch. Yeah. everything was was spot on the song probably never would have been a hit no no it's like it's kind of like punk rock like it's it's supposed yeah. to be a little hard a little rough around the edges uh i biz has been in my house for the past couple of years i don't i don't know if uh, you knew this but he's a regular on yo gabba gabba jim <laughs> what that <laughs> For real? Oh, Yo Gabba Gabba's awesome, and Biz Marquee would would be on the show on a regular basis. Hey kids, gather round for Biz's beat of the day. Oh, 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 okay. Let's all do it together with Biz. Okay, here's Biz's beat of the day. What? 
Now, practice that at home, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. That's it, If you couldn't already figure out how to do that on your own, here's Biz. <laughs> that He's was it. Teaching my kids how to beatbox. The, the great thing at the end of it, he does like this spin. Like, hey! <laughs> a little punctuation. Yeah, he's like a big teddy bear, and he's definitely going to be missed in the hip-hop community. Uh, just a huge outpouring of condolences and uh, messages to Biz Marquee over the weekend. Um, after his passing, he was 57, and he died uh, due to complications that came with diabetes. Now, practice that at home, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Headlines from the weekend, and this one's jumping out at us. Pilot dies after falling out of hot air balloon during passenger ride in Vermont. This sounds like a nightmare. Hot air balloon pilot got tangled up in some gear and then fell out of the basket. He was trapped underneath the basket of the balloon and eventually fell to his death, leaving the passengers just astray floating through the sky in a hot air balloon. Yeah, that sounds like you think you're going to end up in some power lines or in the land of Oz or something like that. There's a lot that could go wrong on a wayward balloon. Out of all the aircraft, though, do you think you'd have the best chance of safely landing a hot air balloon? Have you been in a hot air balloon before, Jim? I don't think I have, no. I've flown with the snowbirds, I've flown in helicopters, and I've flown in hot air balloons. And if I had to choose one of those three, I feel like I my best chance of landing safely would be in the hot air balloon without a pilot. Like if if the pilot goes out with a he had a bad egg salad sandwich or something, and <laughs> I had to take the controls, I would be most comfortable landing the hot air balloon. Yeah, I would think I'd be more m- most comfortable running the. It's only one thing. It's the. <laughs> There's only yeah, one. There's a cord you pull. Yeah. And even if you couldn't pull that, it would eventually float to the earth itself. It just depends what you land on. And that's what happened here. The hot air balloon continued on its way after the pilot's death. All three passengers remained inside the basket. It drifted a few kilometers north, crossed into New Hampshire, where it ultimately got stuck in some trees. Passengers climbed down safely and escaped the ordeal without injuries. It's like nature's ladder. There you go. That's the, that's the best case scenario, basically, for a hot air balloon accident. Power lines would be the big concern, though, right? Or middle of a lake. Uh-huh. Or an airplane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. directly Something at coming airplane. right at you. Giant wind turbine. Oh, man. feel that- terrible for the pilot. That would definitely be your last hot air balloon ride. <laughs> so i think so poor guy but like i i just can't believe you could fall out of something so simple like just don't rock the boat don't try to reinvent the wheel just stay in the basket that's rule number one yeah when you're in a balloon this is what happened they were landing they landed hit the ground the basket tipped okay the pilot fell out when the basket hit the ground got caught tangled up and then the balloon took off again oh okay he didn't get he didn't stake it down yeah they weren't just standing there because it really when you're in a hot air balloon once you get up there it's like you're standing on a balcony you know there's not a lot of action it's the really? it's the takeoff and the landing that are the exciting parts uh-huh. that makes more sense mm. 
Jeez. So note to self, if you ever are on the ground and the pilot falls out, jump out with him. Get out. I think so do not be in there alone. Taz and Jim, and we were talking about uh, rap legend Biz Marquis passing away at age 57. And Taz and Jim listeners, uh, keep calling with tributes here. Here's Jenny and Corey. Go ahead, guys. Oh, oh baby, you, you got what I need. And you say he's just a friend. And you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you, you got what I need. We don't know any other words. We don't know any other words. Oh, baby, you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. That's oh, it's all, it, we miss him so much. Yeah, it's that's a great sing along song. That comes on at a party or a wedding. Everyone's singing yeah, it. Yeah, you gotta. And we were tone deaf too. We we, were, we sounded terrible. We were to, exactly. No, no, exactly. you sounded exactly you like sounded Biz Marquis. Just like Biz Marquis. That's the beautiful part. Thank you for that uh, that touching tribute. Uh, we're also talking about Space Jam here. I, I saw the new Legacy, the new LeBron James version on the weekend. And I, I was a fan of the original, but it just goes to show like there's I bet if you watch the original Space Jam, it's terrible, too. I rewatched it less than a year ago. And it was it was fun. It's exactly how I remember it. I mean, it's not the great. It's not the Titanic or anything. It's not epic, but it's, you know, great soundtrack. A lot of fun stars. Yeah. I think as a 44-year-old man, I may be outside of the prime demographic for a movie like this, but it, it the first half of the movie, it's just like watching a, a commercial for Warner Brothers Studios. It, there's so many references. They're trying to be meta, and it just doesn't work. Hmm. Like the number of references to Harry Potter and DC Comics. Oh, really? I thought you just meant to other Looney Tunes. No, no. They're like, they're in the Warner Brothers uh, computer server. LeBron gets sucked into that thing, and then he's like going to DC Comics World and uh, Wizard of Oz Land. And, you know, and then we saw in the trailer they had like all characters from different movies uh, alongside the court when they're playing the big game. Uh huh. So distracting. Because you're just too busy watching all the Easter eggs and all the people? Or want, yeah, and they're like low-rent versions. Like a lot of them, you know, the Joker is back there, but it looks like a, a Joker costume you'd buy off the rack at Spirit Halloween. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. they, they're not well done. Like Joaquin Phoenix maybe didn't sign off the rights to his 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 face, so they yeah. have to kind of make it look just kind of like him? It's like Warner Brothers characters that you ordered from Wish. <laughs> <laughs> Wish Warners. Scary moment on Saturday night outside Nationals Park. The Washington Nationals were playing the San Diego Padres, and uh, gunfire could be heard in the park. People started panicking. Turns out it was outside of the stadium, but nobody knew where the gunfire was coming from. And it delayed the game. The teams allowed fans to come down into the dugout to kind of hide in case yeah. the gunfire was happening inside uh, the stadium. But uh, it was a scary moment for sure. Here are the uh, the managers of both teams. You've got Dave Martinez of the Nationals and Jace Tingler from the Padres talking about what happened. I love this city. The city is my home. It can get crazy. We all know that. And we all want to feel safe. Inside this ballpark, I feel safer than ever. 
we care about each other. Uh, we, don't, we don't want anybody getting hurt. So, like I said, for me, yesterday, I try to protect as many, many people as possible. You know, it's a nightmare. It's, it's the, the thing maybe you, you think about in the, in the back of your mind. We got the guys as quick as we could, trying to get them in the dugout. And, and then it dawns on you, the bullpen guys and the families and just moms, dads, brothers, children. It's a lot. You got to think with the news during the All Star Week that uh, there was a a possible mass shooting that had been averted when mm-hmm. a maid found a bunch of weapons in a hotel room and alu- alerted the authorities. That that's kind of top of mind for people as well. So they hear gunfire, and man, I wouldn't want to be in that situation, Jim. Yeah, yeah, everybody's on edge, no doubt. It does sound like it was some sort of gang related violence or something outside. Think. I mean, ironically, say thankfully. You'd but... rather be targeted than random, right? When yeah. you hear it's completely random, it makes things even scarier. There was one fan, a woman that was caught in the crossfire, and she is expected to make a full recovery. So that is the good news. And mm. kudos to everybody who stepped up and helped the person next to them in that situation. Sticking with baseball here, the Blue Jays are coming home. It's official Friday, July 30th. The Toronto Blue Jays are going to play a baseball game in Toronto, Ontario for the first time in almost two years, which is wild when you think about it. Now, uh, there is going to be obviously some reduced capacity if you're going to check out the Jays. They're going to have uh, 15,000 fans allowed in the stadium per game. Two-thirds of bowl tickets will be standard traditional seating, and one-third will be physically distanced pods. Physically distanced pods of up to four seats. Uh, Tickets go on sale to the public this Thursday at 10 a.m. Season ticket holders for 2021 and 2022 will get uh, VIP access. Mm -hmm for the tickets if they want to go check out the games. Those are going to be impossible to get. I know there's 15,000 tickets for sale, but boy, those are going to be tough to get your hands on. Well, those scalpers have been just waiting for tickets to... Mm -hmm. Who's buying? Who's selling? I I hope the pandemic kind of cut out the uh, scalper market a little bit because they had they couldn't keep a job for a, a year and a half so maybe they moved on to other things you think so yeah i think they'll be back pretty quick buddy i guess they're all robots now so it's <laughs> it's not like they need jobs thank you very much for checking out the taz and jim podcast if you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way live on the radio you can do that on fm 96 in london or y108 in hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.